What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and TheRinger.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kit Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with streaming sequels and spinoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rock of ages almost 10 years later. We missed it by a couple weeks. Well, actually, no, it's still going <laughs> we're to... We're ahead ha- of the game. We're ahead That's of... We yeah, are. exactly. Yeah. And then we're also checking in with Kate's thoughts on Liam Payne. Oh I can't wait for that. That'll be at the end. <laughs> Same. Okay. At the top, Tea Time is checking in with streaming, sequels, and spinoffs. Kind of cute. A lot of been going on and it all kind of broadly falls into this category um, in TV and movies. The first thing I want to talk to you guys about is Top Gun Maverick. And we always do this. There's a lot of really good content other places. We're not going to analyze this movie. You could listen to the big picture, the town, the ringer has posted a bunch of articles about the movie. Okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> I saw Top Gun Maverick. Raise your hand if you saw it. Yeah, Amelia. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's discuss. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was okay. really good. Same. But I haven't seen the first one. So Same. I kind of went in blind. Oh my God, you too? Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. I'm going to go see it, but I asked Twitter. I oh, was like, good. do I have to rewatch the first one? And everyone was like, literally no. And that was right. exactly the response that I wanted. Uh, Agreed. I'll probably watch it this weekend. There but was please, one. 
You can talk about spoilers because I know generally what it's about. Oh, okay. I feel like I feel like none of these are spoilers. The main highlight I just want to say is Jennifer Conley romance plot. Ooh. Ideal. Great. She looks She's beautiful. Great. Yeah. Her and Tom Cruise had some really nice chemistry. They did. I thought. But specifically, I think we should talk about like the social media campaign that has been harassing my eyeballs for the last couple of weeks. Will you expand on this, Amelia? <laughs> I'm sorry. So Miles Teller, is, he's like, he's got a really big part in this movie. He's like one of the top build people in this. And, mm-hmm. you know, Miles Teller, he's an interesting guy. Um, And there's like this scene. There's the, I know, Kate, you briefly talked about it, I think last episode or something. And it's like, there was a, there's a beach volleyball scene in the first one mm-hmm. where they're all shirtless and they're like, yeah, yep. we're shirtless. And now in this <laughs> one, there's like a, a football scene where they're all mm-hmm. playing football on the beach and they're, they're all like ripped. And there's like a, an, <laughs> I guess it's like a gifable moment of Miles Teller kind of like doing a little shake. And people, <laughs> <Yes>. have, been, <laughs> yeah, people have, have been freaking out about it. They've been, um, I saw a TikTok of a girl like pretending to, she did a green screen of her in a theater and she's like me in a theater, like watching Miles Teller in the football scene. And then she was like, oh my God, he's so hot yes, and stuff. Thousands <laughs> of those types of videos. Yes. Like, <laughs> I asked my boyfriend, he wants to go see Top Gun Maverick. And then, you know, it's like at Top Gun Maverick and it's that little <laughs> shimmy scene. It's just one clip. First of all, that's about five seconds. So if you're going to the movies for that and spending like 20 bucks, just know that it's very <laughs> short and that's basically the only like grabbable kind of miles teller whatever mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm trying to be smarter about these things, Amelia. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'm like, this is trying to get a different demographic to the movies. You know, mm-hmm. young woman couldn't give a hell about <laughs> Top Gun, but they're trying to prey on us and be mm. like, we have got to go to the movies to see Miles Teller. I'm trying to, you know, see through it, you these have things to see through and it. I honestly feel like it's big cinema doing these TikToks. What do you think? I, I have some questions really quick. Oh, okay. First of all, I am also on Miles Teller TikTok and I felt very wow. betrayed. I feel like my TikTok knows me better than my own mother. And I was like, how, why are you bringing this into my life? Second question. That wasn't a question. That was a statement. Actual yeah. question. Is he hot despite the mustache or because of the mustache? Because he has a mustache, right? <laughs> he does. Yeah, you're but right. We have not yet discussed the stash. Is it working Despite the stash or because of the stash? Discuss. That's a great question. I don't know how to answer that. I if, Imagine him without the stash doing the shimmy. Better or worse? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm always pro stash. I always think really? stashes are a good idea. Basically wow. 100% of the time. Wow. I'm tell Craig that. So, <laughs> so that's that. But yes, they definitely, I mean, you know, San Diego, they're these cool yeah. guys. They're right. super they good at flying. You know, it's like it adds to the vibe. Yeah. Persona. It, and yeah. Glenn Powell, I, I would Powell, say, is actually. hotter than Miles Teller. I mean, yeah. I don't think Miles Teller is that hot. No offense. But um, right. I think Glenn Powell is like so beautiful. Also not in it that much. I swear. <laughs> I know. Summer. He's portraying a different movie than the one yeah, I saw. You're so it's right. basically airplanes for an hour and a half. <laughs> and if you like that, that's great. But it's not Miles Teller. For, it's not Glenn Powell right. for an hour and a half. Right. This is I how know. they got me to see Dunkirk, too. They showed me some <laughs> gifts of Harry Styles. <laughs> and I was like, I'm you. in. And then it was fucking planes. Actually, Dunkirk slaps also. So I'll probably <laughs> enjoy <laughs> this movie was good. This movie yeah. was It was good. really good. And I actually kind of like 
Miles Teller after seeing I liked him in this role I was like oh nice. I like yeah, him yeah, sure. in this. did a good job we can yeah, separate sure. the Which bathroom bathroom punch <laughs> anti-vaxxer from the arts uh, don't fine. tell me that I can't fine. Uh, okay let's move on to the next thing Amelia okay so there are photos they're av- readily available online actually it's just one photo of the ladies of book club remember that movie mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, yes uh, the new movie is going to be called book club Two: the next chapter and oh nice uh, I know right Great. it's really perfectly um, and according to Entertainment Weekly it will follow the four returning women so we've got Jane Fonda Candace Bergen Mary Steenbergen and Diane Keaton icons as they travel to Italy for a girl's trip they never had with things going off the rails thanks to hidden secrets coming to light oh, which this I is love. the best sequel format you have a good movie it's good. It's fine. People want a sequel. You're like, what should we do in the sequel? Send them on vacation. Go it abroad. works every yeah. single time. Yeah. It does. Every time. I it can't really wait. It does. Yeah. I know. Me too. This is, I'm <laughs> like, let's, can we release it now, please? This they don't even have news. a uh, release date, unfortunately, but. This is great. We need something to live for. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. Um, um, next all one. right. Other sequel, cringe mode sequel news. <laughs> you know, recent listeners may remember our Hunger Games series. And the Hunger Games prequel is in the works. It's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And they've cast Rachel Mm. Zegler as the lead character. Now, I didn't know much about this. I've seen some tweets and stuff, but I was like, okay, like Rachel Zegler, whatever. She's popular. That makes sense. However, she sings. The character in this movie sings. Uh, She sings during the reaping ceremony. And mm. President, young President Snow becomes her mentor. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's Rachel's uh, for okay. sure. For sure. Uh, it's going to be her big moment. However, I do have to say this is very annoying. And I go back and forth on her. I find her very charming. I think she's very talented. But she's also just like such a theater kid. You know, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> she's just like got that try hard energy. And I'm like, oh, you got to do a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a good example of that is on May 30th. She tweeted, listen up. Can y'all grow restfully? Are you becoming an individual resting decisively? nonsense tweet from Rachel Zegler. Turns out she was she was pulling a Taylor Swift and the first letter in all of those words spells out the character's name of this nice. movie, Lucy Gray Baird. Uh, <laughs> some fans actually figured this out. Apparently people who are Smart. way more invested in Rachel Zegler than yeah. I am. And then she on her Instagram was like, I was raised by Taylor Allison Swift. Uh, and so she like okay. you know, underlined. Okay. I was like, okay. Well, okay. I think ta- Taylor <laughs> cool. generally generally uh, it was a nonsense tweet. Taylor probably would have come up with a sentence that made sense. However, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, you did, yes, you did your best. Uh, and yeah, so that's a thing that's happening. But as soon as I was like, the character sings, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's um, really funny. She's got so, a lot of big roles. She does. Yeah, she's got she like is. Snow White coming up. I'm wondering if like the backlash, you know, like the try hard backlash is. I oh, think, it's coming. I know it has already kind of happened, but <laughs> I just she she could really go the Leah Michelle route if she's not careful. Um, oh my so, god! Take that as warning. You know, <laughs> yeah, I get it's it. possible. So just yeah. stay, just do less, Rachel Zegler. Just mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be fine. Okay, next one. This is the streaming part of streaming sequels and spinoffs. I need Ooh. somewhere to talk about how scary Stranger <laughs> Things season four is. Have any of you guys been watching? See, I stopped ever after season one. Oh, I've never watched Stranger smart. Things. 
Amelia, that's where it's I should scary. have. Season one was fantastic. And mm-hmm. I have been on this roller coaster since. And it has gotten progressively scarier, but still kind of like big monster comes and like, yeah. you know, stabs <laughs> you in the throat and then you die. But this season four <laughs> is actually like a horror movie. And I have nothing oh, no. to compare it to because I don't watch horror movies. Yeah. But it's, I know, I know that it is like that. It is a completely different level of fear and and gruesomeness. And like, it's honestly some like exorcist shit happening in season four. And they're so long. Each episode is like an hour 20 plus. And then it gets longer and longer. The last episode is two hours and 30 minutes. They're like feature length horror movies. That's really long. Yeah, damn. And all the good, fun, kind of like 80s music, all that fun stuff. It's kind of been slowly sucked out of it. And I know that neither of you watch it, so I can't really discuss it. But like, if anyone out there is listening, I'm really scared. (laughs) I've only watched two episodes. (laughs) And I don't like it. You can so, do it. Those are my thoughts. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Anyway. Sorry. That's scary. Um, I see it. It is. Mm, it's I too much. I just. No, thank you. It is I, too much. Yeah. It's, it's too, too much. much. But I mean, you know, I I like Winona Ryder. I do too. Yeah, she's in you it. Know. She's good. She, okay. Anyway, last one. Last one. I just want to pull the people here. Is anyone watching the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Kate. You know, I I probably will at some point. My okay. dad really wants to discuss it with someone, oh, <laughs> so I probably will. Uh, but I don't know. I bailed on the Baby Yoda show after one season, so I'm I not didn't like even that watch deep that. Yeah, in the Star Wars, I try to no, keep up it's, it's to a, a degree, lot. but there's yeah. too much going on. I and haven't... they're all connected. It's like the Marvel oh, thing, where like you have to watch this show to understand this show, and it's like oh. I don't. I just want to watch you and McGregor and his beard. You know, right? Exactly. That's the thing. It's like I don't yeah. need to interlock five different shows to understand yeah. one concept. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. no, I, I mean, I haven't seen a Star Wars movie in theaters since like, I think I saw Rogue One, but that was mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. there's been like five since yeah. that came out. It's just too much. It's too much stuff. But that's, I guess, an argument that has yeah. been going on for a while. But anyway, so I, I'm watching the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and I Great. actually like really like it. It's yeah. I try yeah. honestly that's great. I have been waiting for someone whose opinion I trust, like from a non like <laughs> ringerverse nerd perspective. Love to the ringerverse, but like I need the, the yeah. common man no, totally. perspective. Sure. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that I'm like a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. I, I've seen like the first six that's insane. I've seen the first six <laughs> movies. Um but um but I I love Ewan McGregor. I think he mm-hmm. is He's just like, it's like, oh, he's back. It's just, I don't know. I find him very familiar and um, mm-hmm. fun. And and then also they have James Earl Jones doing the voice of Darth. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'll have to watch it. I trust it's you. Good. I think you How's like it. How's the beard it? looking? His beard it look looks good? great. Thick, Except, you know, I just shiny. wish he could just very shine. Well, yeah, because there's so much, you know, oil and right. in the sands of wherever they are. And sure. he needs a bath. Sweaty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm into but, that. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Well, who isn't? So great. he looks great, and it's he's good, and it's it's one of those shows where you're watching, and it's I think it's like 45 minutes long. Um, I think the first one is like an hour or so, but the 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 rest are like 45 minutes long, and you watch the thing, you're like, oh my god, that's it, and you're like, I can't, great. I can't. At least I'm, I'm things. like, Stranger Things, take note. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Please. exactly. Jeez, so. great. Can't wait for the next one. Thank you. Great wreck. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Let's do next category. Not worth the tea this week in social media and relationship news. Okay. Couple of things from this category. First, Margaret Qualley and Jack Antonoff are engaged. And nice. this came out this week. She was wearing a diamond 
ring at the Cannes Film Festival last week. You know, not a whole lot of info because they're pretty private and it's not like they're making large, grandiose statements to the press, but um, she has Instagrammed it. She's got a ring on her finger. She's very happy. And her caption was, oh, I love him. It's like pretty sweet. And I'm trying to be smart, but I'm like, I have sucked in a little bit. They're very cute together. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's quick, but, and she's young, but you know, I'm pretty- And pro, generally. Do you guys sure. have thoughts? He's so much less creepy than a lot of the guys she's dated, actually. <laughs> Originally, I was like, no, it's yeah. too soon. She's too young. But then when I thought about like her other recent dating history, I was like, actually, this it's, is fine. Yeah, I have to say, I do always feel a little bit bad when someone has dated people for a really long time and not married them. Mm, he dated yes. Lena Dunham forever. He dated right. Lord forever. And yes. then he dated Margaret Qualley for what, under a year and then immediately yeah. got engaged to her. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, that has got to be tough to also, watch. That's also, just... can we talk about how I thought this girl was 19? She's 27. So she had that. She so is. Yeah, I she's was not like, that young. Young ingenue. Like, bitch, Why did I think she was young doesn't... too? Me too. Wow. I thought she was like 20. Okay, She wow. gives yeah. off like 22-year-old vibes. She looks she really does, young. She looks great. All right. Well, yeah. so anyway, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be more stark. Okay, we approve. <laughs> we approve. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Other thing that we approve in the news this week is Heidi Montag is pregnant again with her second baby. Um, she got a great spread in Us Weekly cover star. Oh. So wow. go Heidi. They got an exclusive on it. It's pregnant and in love again. So I guess I didn't, Realize she's been on a pretty lengthy fertility struggle. So this is their miracle baby, their second child. They're very over the moon and happy. Um, and I just want her to stop eating raw like liver in order to right. just yeah. like I, I don't want to I don't want to see that. But I'm happy that she's pregnant. So it yeah. feels like she may do some really weird things. Pregnant, so. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, you know what? The bison thing worked. You don't have to do it anymore. You can stop. Wait. Yeah. Right, right, right. A successful bison journey. But anyway, she's <laughs> pregnant now. So congrats Great. to them. That Success. was nice. Cool. Yeah. Success. All right. Next one, Kate. Uh, this week in social media, uh, as of yesterday, today's June 2nd, uh, it's Pride Month. Happy Pride Ooh. to everyone celebrating. And I just noted there's a meme that took off on the first day of Pride Month. And I first of all, I want to say it's only been one day. We can do better and we will do better. <laughs> And the examples I'm about to tell you are not that funny because I couldn't include the really dirty ones. But (laughs) there is a meme that uh, queer people have been circulating on Twitter, making fun of brand partnerships. I think like the last many years, uh, people have really been like, you know, all these brands take advantage of Pride Month and turn -hmm. their logos rainbow and are like, we love the gays. And then they give money to like, you know, Mm. Republican candidates and things like that. So there's been a lot of like... Yeah, I think skepticism of brand involvement and people who partner with brands in Pride Month. So this meme uh, is basically making fun of that. And a good example is, you know, people are are basically parodying influencers, gay influencers who are partnering with brands for Pride Month. Mm-hmm. So uh, at Lane Morgan said, as a gay teenager, I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. That's why for this Pride Month, I'm partnering with the Container Store. Uh, if somebody else goes as a gay man growing up, I struggled with coming out to my family, which is why I'm so excited this pride month to be partnering with the Olive Garden because when you're here, you're a family. So it's basically like just making fun of like the classic, like Instagram caption of Mm -hmm. like gay influencers. And like I said, the funny ones are the really dirty ones. So if you want to look it up on Twitter, I'm sure you'll see a couple of those circulating. Uh, but there are some really good non PG 13 options. Uh, but I look forward to, you know, people being more skeptical of the brands uh, for all sure. of June. Because, yeah, you've been you know, anti-brand for a while. They should yeah. do more. 
or do yeah. less anti stuff the other 11 months, basically. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I was assigned this next category. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't really fit you, but I'm happy that you're talking about it. It's fine. It's important to make me learn about these things. Uh, Goop and Poosh have partnered. <laughs> Goop, obviously going to Paltrow's lifestyle, lifestyle brand. Uh, Poosh, the blatant ripoff by Kourtney Kardashian. They uh. have partnered together on a candle. And it was introduced in an episode of The Kardashians. And they released oh. this whole statement being like, it's not just a candle. Okay. And basically their whole thing is like, women shouldn't compete with each other. <laughs> and oh. we don't want to pit two queens against each other. And so we've partnered <laughs> on a candle, which like, this is such an L for Gwyneth, in my opinion. Like, you don't 100%. partner with the person who actively ripped off your entire brand. And they they really dance around that in like these statements, like, uh, Gwyneth is like, you know, or Kit Courtney's like, you know, I'm so grateful to Gwyneth and Goop for like paving the way for women's lifestyle brands. I'm like, you literally almost it's ripped off everything about it. It's brand. the same. However, yeah. I have to tell you, the worst part of this is the name of the candle. You know, I was Gwyneth wondering. Has, has the full, has like the, this smells like my mm-hmm. line of candles. Yeah. Uh, the candle is called, this smells like my pushy. Okay. <laughs> Which I have okay. to say, whoever thought of that, good job. <laughs> like it, it's pr- that's you, I mean you have to do it once you think of that in the conference room the intern who was like what about this <laughs> you got to go with it you just have the to. unpaid intern that Courtney yeah, has exactly. held hostage for the past right. year and a half because yeah. no one actually works for Poosh it's <laughs> just truly tied to laptops think that's true. <laughs> um, yeah yeah so they it's just it seems like a huge L for Gwyneth like she didn't need to do this but uh, you can buy oh the candle God. for seventy five dollars no seventy five if the spirit moves you there's a smaller one a votive candle available for twenty dollars. Oh my goodness gracious! So why get after it? Why is why is Gwyneth stooping to Courtney's level? I, don't I just don't. I guess she's in the news. And like, does she want trying to damage control from the diaper incident? I don't know. Maybe don't know. maybe Goop needs some revenue, and if there's one thing, yeah. that maybe. They, I mean, but oh. I don't know. It's, it's depressing. Tough, it's tough. it is it, it is. is. Um, um, last one. Hate to do this again, but on the note of <laughs> Kardashian Empire businesses, mm-hmm. Kim has she's relaunched because you know how she she had KKW Beauty and everything, and then she was like, "Um, we're gonna like relaunch it because you know she's getting a divorce with Kanye." Um, and she is now saying, "Hey, I'm coming back on June 21st with Skin by Kim." And by skin, I mean it's S K K N because K K Kim Kardashian, obviously. Right. Um, Gotta and, say, she yeah. really. The, there are too many K's. She really like a, treads a thin line with she that. She really does. You gotta, you, I yes, would pull she back does. On the double K, if I were her, <laughs> I, I just. Me too. I don't see that and think Kim Kardashian. I. <laughs> I <keep> saying, know. <laughs> you know. The, it's and too you're close. It's, it's too, too close. close. And honestly, because it's skin by Kim and the. The K, yeah. the two last K's are only separated by an N, B, and a Y and two spaces. That's <laughs> I don't yikes. Yeah. But anyway, she she's coming back and she has like a nine uh, step system that includes a cleanser, toner, exfoliator, face cream, eye cream. Um, I'm, there's obviously that wasn't nine, but that's what people are saying. Um, and other stuff. And the line is not that cheap. Mm-mm. It's not that cheap. I think the cheapest thing is like $42. The products range yeah. from $43 to $95. And this is for um, individually. This is not like a package kind of thing. 
Oh my gosh. So, yeah. and of course it looks, you know, like it's been carved into marble. Um, mm. that I sort really of thing. like the branding, but this is definitely like Kim's yeah. look and, it, it and is. it's consistent, what you want in a brand, yada, mm-hmm. yada. There's a lot of pros, That's but just true. actually looking at this, this doesn't scream like luxury skincare to me. Mm. I don't know. I know. Or like skincare that I want. Right. No, you guys sure. are Skims fans. Yes. The yeah. quality of Skims has proven to be actually extremely good and worth the pricing. Are you open to like if people are like, this is really, really good trying it out as Skims enthusiasts or is it just a different thing? Oh, God. That's a really hard question. i curious. No, and you have every right to ask. I just (laughs) think that I know this is makes me sound crazy, but it's like this is a bridge too far. Yeah, mm. that's in my opinion. I don't know. I and there's so many I could skin, change. There's my mind. so much skincare out there. That's like the we thing. just don't yeah. have to pay ninety dollars for whatever the hell she's selling. Like, I right? Think it's not- Amelia and I also have been pretty consistent in like it's happened with Scarlett Johansson when she launched hers. It's like you don't know the real people's skin because right. you've had right. facials so and lasers and dermatologists for the last twenty five years. We're like, no matter what's working for you, it's not going to work for me. True. Um, and so I feel similarly about this. But I know that um, skim uh, Kim has struggled with psoriasis she has mm. had like chronic skin conditions but I see none of that I mean I this just mm. looks like very it's basic. not personalized at all yeah right um so I I know that she's gone through like things it's not like she has perfect right. skin all the time but regardless this is not something I'm interested in <laughs> I just I am getting a rash just looking at it I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah gotta be careful gotta be careful not into it this episode is brought to you by eBay authenticity guarantee you'll know real when you get it It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. 
So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Okay, shall I do cringe mode? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, this will be interesting. This week, we're cringe moding Rock of Ages, made in 2012. Tom Cruise having a moment that's lasting a couple decades, but really <laughs> having a moment with Top Gun. And so we are doing it's a Tom true. Cruise movie. Also, there that's- was a surprise little pride moment in this film. <laughs> there was. I forgot that that was in here, actually. Uh, but yeah, they threw us a bone. Um, yeah, I we were like, should we do a Tom Cruise movie? Does he have any bad movies? Basically, was the first question. Uh, yeah. And we were looking through. We talked about like Jeremy Guire, but we were like, is it cringy? Is it too good? Probably. Uh, and then I suggested Rock of Ages, which I have seen before of my own mm. accord. I don't mm. know why, but I've seen it. And I was like, this is cringy. It's got a lot of former yeah. cringe mode actors in it and just a ridiculous Tom Cruise role. So we decided to go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock of Ages. It was originally a musical that came out. Um, it premiered in Hollywood in like 2005. It did like six years on Broadway. Wow. Uh, if you remember Constantine Maroulis, I believe from oh, American Idol. My, uh, of course I do. He, he played the role of Stacey Jacks, I believe, uh, wow. for a while in That's that a big role. Get for him. That was like the first time I heard of Rock of Ages, I think, was That's like funny. when he was doing it. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? But they made it into a movie starring, uh, a lot of famous people and also Julianne Huff and Diego Pineda. Um, <laughs> and basically it follows like Julianne Huff is like this girl from the Midwest. She hops on a bus, goes to LA to follow her dreams, meets this aspiring rocker, Diego Pineda, who has stage fright. They fall in love. They work at this club called the bourbon, which is run by like Alec Baldwin, Russell Brand. It gave Stacey Jacks his start. Who's like the biggest rock star of the moment. Tom Cruise. And basically, it's like a lot of intersecting storylines. There's like mm-hmm. a politician who's trying to bring down the bourbon club and like cleanse the strip, which is Catherine Zeta-Jones and um, the guy from Breaking Bad, whose name I'm blanking on. Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Brian Cranston. Thank you. And like st- Tom Cruise, like kind of gets in the way of their relationship. Uh, the rock guy goes off to become a, be in a boy band for a while. <laughs> Julian Huff becomes a stripper. And then like they come back together at the end and everything's OK. And they sing Don't Stop Believing to <laughs> yeah. an adoring crowd. Uh, an overdone song at this point, but we'll talk about yeah. the songs later. Uh, yes. Let's get into the highlights, shall we? All right. This cast is stacked. A lot of cringe alumni, first mm-hmm. of all, but also just a lot of famous people in general. Um, so you mentioned a lot of them, actually. So I'm trying to think of other people you didn't <laughs> say. So obviously top line is Tom Cruise, Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. Brian Cranston. Paul Giamatti Pat- is the manager. Oh, right. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Uh, Russell Brand. Yes. Is in there. These are I we're going down in fame, but they are still famous. Yeah. Malin Ackerman, also kind of a deep cut, right. but yeah. famous yeah. and like a yeah. familiar face. Um, but yes, I think I was just every new person that popped up, like when Mary J. Blige totally. popped up out of nowhere, right. I was like, what the yeah. hell? So the cast is stacked. Yeah. And, that and I is, have to say, speaking of the cast, I was gonna say this later, but like this is the only movie I've ever watched and been like, Russell Brand, like you make sense here. You yes. know, like, oh my god, you yeah. belong. In this movie, actually. And I'm not hating your presence, actually. Okay. Uh, so good of, for him. I think the same thing about Tom Cruise in this movie. Now, I'm not a Tom Cruise aficionado. I've not seen that many movies. But the ones I have seen are all action movies where he's this mm-hmm. all-American hero. He's saving the world or the day or the universe or whatever it is all the time with the really mm-hmm. good running form. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise here is a like drugged out, rock star kind of like 
weird, hippie, very laid back. It's a very interesting role, and I've never seen him like this, but it fits him so well. He did it so well, maybe because he's a good actor, but also just his vibe. The mm-hmm. long, stringy hair, yeah. and leather vest with nothing underneath, and he's just like bloated, but like kind of ripped belly. I don't know. <laughs> He like sticks out his stomach, particularly yeah. in the, we'll talk about poor Smitagrami, but he like does, he committed so hard to like the Mick Jagger, like, yes. like, yeah. like posture where like he has like really bad posture, but also it's like rock star posture. Yeah. He just, I think it's like literally just like he's an insane person. And so it yes. was like, he fits like this insane celebrity role yes. and like so can true. really just go for it. Yes. Uh, and like 10% less commitment we would have been like, oh, Tom Cruise like didn't really want to be there. But like, he just like fucking went for it. He was like, well, I'm going to yeah. do something different. And he did. Because we know how Tom Cruise commits to role. Apparently for right. Rock of Ages, he rehearsed for five hours every day to get his voice ready <laughs> for this role. What? He took voice lessons for oh. four and a half months. Like, Oh my gosh. He sounds pretty good. I mean, I'm he sure he does. been post, but he sounds good. I wasn't like, you know, uh, Russell Crowe and Les Mis where you're like you should never sing again like yeah he's pretty good I want to give a yeah. shout out to Katie Holmes because apparently who was his wife at the time of this movie because apparently when he did an interview at the time of this movie coming out he said that his decision to do this movie was based from his wife's influence and then he was trying to build on his hip-hop work from Tropic Thunder I've never seen that movie. Oh. But anyway, he said, I had started dancing because I was inspired by my wife. She kept saying, you've got to do a musical sometimes. So thank you. You should Holmes. always wow. do a musical. Yeah. I think every Hollywood actor should be required to do a musical. One at musical. Some point. Yeah. yeah. Just one. Gotta totally. check it out the list and then you can win an Oscar. It should be like a prerequisite, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Agreed. Um <laughs> highlight for me, I have to say doing a musical with pre-existing songs is like a mm. little bit of cheating, but also like it works for Mamma Mia. It worked for yeah. Moulin Rouge. Uh, and to a degree, it works here. You know, like yeah. it's not, it's no Hamilton. Like we're not watching it being like, I'm inspired by the soundtrack. I don't think anyone is listening to the Julianne Huff version of Hard in My Heart instead of the <laughs> other version of Hard in My Heart. Like I can't imagine people are like, you know, bumping Tom Cruise, pour some sugar on me. But sure, sure. in the moment, like it really works because like you don't really care about the plot. But as soon yeah. as the song starts, you're like, this is yeah, a great song. Fun. Yeah, you know, totally. so uh, it matters less who's singing it and what's happening and more. You're just like, you know, you're vibing. You're vibing. So it works. Truly, truly. And on that note, I think they chose a lot of fun songs, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. songs that you can sing along to. And mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of that's good, you know, to, for bringing uh, people into right. uh, theaters and whatnot. Yeah, and no so one knows the plot of Rock of Ages, but everyone <laughs> no. knows Don't Stop Believing, you know, right. Like, yeah. yeah. When it works, it works. And actually, they there are some very obvious picks, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I Love Rock and Roll or whatever. But then they mashed <laughs> it up with, like, Jukebox Hero, which like is a little bit more of, like, a fringe pick. But, like, people yeah. still know it. I thought Hard in My Heart was kind of, like, an outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there are obviously some some obvious ones. There's a lot of Journey and stuff. But, uh, there is, yeah. But some fun ones. They got yeah. outside the box a little bit. Yeah, agreed. Let's do the lowlights, because that brings me <laughs> to mine, which is I do love a movie musical. I mm-hmm. love them. Something about this movie, and maybe it's the rock music, but I, I do like rock music generally. Something about this one didn't hit in the same way that I was like absolutely yeah. captivated by the other yeah. movie musicals we watched. Totally. And I don't want to place too much blame and in any one place, but I think the the male lead and the female lead. Yeah. 
I think totally perhaps a part of why I, it just didn't hit as well as like no. Amanda Seyfried singing to the camera. Like, it's I don't know. So but I love, true. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's I like, let's totally put a ton agree. of famous people in this movie <laughs> and then make it about the two non-famous people that aren't that good or magnetic, <sighs> right. you know? Right. Yes. Like every There's, time you're on stage, you're like, where's Tom Cruise? <laughs> right. That's so true. There's um, not much star power coming from the two leads. And yeah. uh, also there's a lot of music in this. Like <laughs> there's like a stretch of this film, like a good hour where it's like one song. They say two lines of dialogue, start another song. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and it keeps on going on like that. It's almost like an actual like Broadway musical, you know, where like all the <laughs> right. dial, all the speaking is still a song. I was like, but it's like, yeah, like a journey song or something. Right. right. Didn't Which then I think that's also why I think we were going to talk about like struggling with the plot. Oh yeah. Amelia, you noted that later on, but right. like, I think that's why it's because like they're leaning on the songs to tell the story to an right. extent, but like the songs weren't made for that. <laughs> so it's like, you're trying to talk about how you're sad in LA, yeah. but you're singing a song that is not relevant to this musical and you're just kind of trying to like shoehorn it in. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, it makes like, it just makes the plot a little bit hard to follow. It's like, I, okay, totally. you're wanted dead or alive, but like what, like what, yeah. is, what, what are we supposed to be learning well, here? <laughs> I, do you guys remember the scene where Mary J. Blige is singing to Julian Huff about like how the club works? Yes. And then she says, she has to insert before the chorus of any way you want it. Which is when it comes to the customer, <laughs> anyway, you can. That's the way. And I'm like, that right. does like, not work. No. You don't have to do that. Sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> really a stretch. It's I true. was laughing when, that <laughs> when it happened. comes to the customer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, let's keep going. Oh, that's I, funny. Uh, derail this, Amelia. There's too much music. I agree. Too um, much. Yeah. I also, it was a bit jarring to see Tom Cruise in this way, having just fresh off a Top Gun Maverick. Sure. An American hero. It's range, um, baby. It's range. Range. Yeah. yeah. He, is, he is a little, I will say, a low light for me is that I am possibly like most attracted to Tom Cruise in this role. Like, and, which <laughs> they're really trying, like, like, he, you know, he's shirtless and he's like gyrating on stage. He's got the hair. You know, the ha- I love the hair. Unfortunately, it gets hair, me yeah. every time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I'm like, is it Tom Cruise? And like, am I having emotional feelings about it? Like, sure. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Whereas like, you know, he's, he's, I, I guess you said he had good chemistry with uh, Jennifer Connelly and Top Gun Maverick, which I look forward to. But like, he's not a sex symbol. Like he's a movie star, but he's not, you know, generally like I would say considered to be like a true sex symbol. Whereas in this movie, like they're really trying to make his character a sex symbol, which is, <laughs> it is jarring for sure. I was struggling yeah. with my reaction to it. Yeah. yeah. That's tough for you. Low light for me. We talked about Julianne Huff. She just, there was an era, like 2011, she did Footloose. She did the Footloose remake, right. also with Miles Teller, by the way. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, he's in that. Hmm. And it was like the Julianne Huff era of musicals. And we just, it just what didn't work. She is just no, I mean, she's a good dancer and she's yes. decent voice and she's pretty and she tries, but like she just does not have like the X factor that yes. can carry. Yeah this movie or that movie or really any other movie. And she's like, it's just, she's, there are a lot of pretty blondes in Hollywood who can sing and dance. And like, it's just not enough, you know, like you gotta, to carry this kind of movie and be like the lead character. Like we just need more. It Mm -hmm. actually reminded me of, um, Christina Aguilera and burlesque who also has like the similar, like small town girl moves to the city and like tries to make it. And like, she's Christina Aguilera. Like it works so much better. Cause like, she's an amazing singer and like, she mm-hmm. is not the best actor, but like she's an amazing singer, amazing dancer, like has the stage presence and like can carry the movie. Whereas this is like, there's a reason Jillian Huff is not 
Christina Aguilera, you know? Yeah, so, right. That's such uh, a good point. It just, it was a dark time. And I'm glad that we've moved away from the Jillian Huff musical era. Yeah. They really did try to make her happen they really for did. a few, yeah. few years there. And I think she's kind of backed off. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. In recent years. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just one more note. I do feel attacked by the Midwestern, silly Midwestern girl moves to LA storyline. Yeah. She's reading a note from her grandma on the bus. that's like, follow <laughs> your dreams, honey. And then she like walks around the grimy streets of Hollywood, gets her suitcase stolen is like starry eyed. I'm like, okay. Becomes a stripper. I'm like, listen. That was you, 2016. <laughs> listen, there are dozens of us who don't become strippers. Um, but you got to do what you got to do, apparently, when you don't want to move back to the Midwest. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I felt I felt. And if you want to do it, go for it. That's More true. More power also. to you. Yes. But yeah, not all. It's not a, a Midwestern pipeline to the strip club when actually. <laughs> so <laughs> just need to note that. Oh, that's true. Um, also, I think just in general, I know there's a story happening here, but I don't really know what it is. It's just like, I mean, I know what yes. it is, but it's like, it's not compelling. They can't decide what to focus on. And I, yes. I then I end up not really caring about what's going on. There so. are yeah. a billion things happening in this movie. Right. Yeah. But then also like not enough. You know, True. Like, True. it's True. too much and not enough. They don't commit hard enough to any one storyline. Right. And then at one point, all of them go in different directions and we're just following like four different people in four different lives. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense anyway. Okay. No. Agreed. <sighs> what has aged the best and the worst? I want to ask, where did Diego Bonetta go? He's the Great male question. lead in this. And I know he's been in other things. I, I have looked that up, but I know he has? I'm not. It, yeah. But nothing... <laughs> Nothing huge. And I just want to know what happened. This could have been a jumping off point, but maybe like we said, like neither star was that compelling. So I don't know. Yeah. A star was not born, if you will. No, (laughs) a star fizzled out in the night. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like in the last, since this came out 10 years ago, I would have thought to have seen him more. But yeah, even like in little stuff, he did like straight scream queens, like bullshit like that. He did? Yeah, he really disappeared. And honestly, like, that's fine. He really is very boring in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, what is age the best is Tom Cruise. That man, we've been talking about him a lot, but <laughs> he is an ageless little freak. I cannot <laughs> believe how he looks the same decade after decade after decade. It's incredible. I just saw him in like in right. an actual movie screen and up close looks Looks just great. The, same. the blessings yeah. of Xenon, you know, like they just Zeno, don't yeah. speak that Z, word. What is it? Is it Zeno? Did I have it wrong? It's Zeno. It's Zeno. Okay. But I think okay. Xenon oh, yeah, is Zeno. the Disney channel. That yeah, is the. T- <laughs> I mean, I practically the shot, same. I took a shot and I missed at the Scientology <laughs> humor. Uh, it's fine, but yeah, he does. He does look great. Yeah, he does. I don't know what they're doing to him, but it's working. <laughs> Okay, next one. What what else is age the best? What age the worst? This is a mildly misogynistic movie at the best of times. (laughs) Uh, And I will say that pretty much everything, in particular, Stacey Jacks and the music journalist played by Amelia Ackerman, like she comes to interview him for Rolling Stone. She like can't resist his like sex appeal and they like hook up on the pool Mm. table. And then like he sees her, she like writes a bad profile and then he like falls in love anyway. And then he sees her at the club and they like make out and like breathe each other's air and like lick each other's faces yes. in front of everyone. And I was just like, uh, like, uh, you know, as someone who writes about music, like, can we not, can we not? Like, right. you know, that's not necessarily the goal. Uh, there was a really weird moment at the end of the movie. Do you guys remember when they were like, oh, you know, in love? And he, he said, went, open your mouth. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. 
and they like Some breathe into each other and yes. it's supposed to be like funny his like, tongue in there and her yeah. wife literally yeah, yeah. Like, sticks it in it's supposed yeah. to be like humorous but then I was like no she, she's a professional it so. doesn't work yes. oh my god yeah you know what that has aged pretty badly because they pretty when badly. I say they tongue they're yeah. they tongue <laughs> yeah. and it's it's in this crowded bar and I'm sorry but I was re- I was watching this movie and then I was also reading that COVID cases are five times higher this Memorial Day than they were so last true. Memorial Day. And it made me shake. Oh your, my your tongue God. in people's mouths anymore. It's just like, oh my God. It really, oh my God. I had a real yeah. visceral reaction there. So um, that was uh, aged badly. scary. It did. It aged it did. pretty badly. Also, I have, a, I have a genuine question. And this, I guess, would be aged well because, you know, like we said, he looks great. But... Do we think Tom Cruise did a bunch of glute exercises to get the butt he had in the movie Valkyrie? And if you remember, this was kind of a a thing on the Internet Mm -hmm. like five years ago. This guy at. okay, well, his his screen name is at I love butts 24 (laughs) seven. I, I didn't even Can't realize confirm. that. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Yeah. And he has uh, he, a screenshot from the movie Valkyrie. Oh, which, okay, you know what? This movie is from 2008. So this is actually, I didn't read this correctly. And this movie, Valkyrie, came out four years before Rock of Ages. Mm. And in this screenshot at 512, it looks like Tom Cruise is wearing a fake butt because his booty is huge. It's huge. However, there is um, a scene early on in this movie when we meet Jax, Stacey Jax, and he's wearing a thong. And honestly, they they show the thong really quickly from the backside, and I'm I'm not seeing a big old butt. I'm the seeing the level a, of volume. The volume has decreased significantly. Significantly, different. yeah. <laughs> so does that prove that he was wearing a fake butt in Valkyrie? I don't know. I think so. Oh, wow. I do think he was yeah. actually because he's Did, pretty built in this movie. Like it's not like he's like emaciated yeah. rock star, right? right like right. right, he's pretty built. Like he's you know solid. And yeah. so I think if he had it, it would be it would be in this movie, you know? Right. To, I, I've to, always thought that it's a fake. Just the 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 angle of the butt in the voluminous. famous Valkyrie it screenshot is, is not natural in this world. Um, did we ever figure out who wore a padded butt in Spider-Man? <laughs> I was thinking about see, we know it's a thing too, you know, like people You're right. do it. Oh people do, great. I think so he just, didn't, he just didn't want to admit that he didn't work. I mean, he said that it wasn't true. a fake butt, but I don't believe him. Yeah, agreed. All right, so I guess those, but I have to do more research into both of those things, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, MVPs. I'm going with Mary J. Blige because mm-hmm. she can sing. And yeah, she got she some can. good, she got some good songs, like of all the mm-hmm. random rock ones that were thrown in here. And also because I felt the sh- most strongly about her because I don't feel that strongly about yeah. the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my it's thing. It's always better when you're doing these movies, as I said with Christina Aguilera and Burlesque, like cast a singer who's an okay actor. Don't cast an actor who's an okay yeah. singer. Like yes, if your movie is going to be like 80% songs like this movie is, like you got to focus on the soundtrack and then yeah. like let just work with a, an acting coach and make it happen, you it's know? True. So true. I think that's why Mary J. Blige worked because she's not a very good actor, but she sounds amazing. So it's like I'm having a great time watching Mary J. Blige right. to sing uh, a song about strippers that isn't about strippers, but <laughs> she's trying to make it about strippers. Exactly. <laughs> I think the obvious MVP other than her, Tom Cruise, we've, I mean, we picked this movie because of him. He committed. He's fun to watch. He's weird. Uh, and he's having a great time. 
Um, but honorable mention to Alec Baldwin, who first I saw in the cast list and I was like, why is Alec Baldwin here? I forgot that he was in this. But he's like pretty funny and he's like the owner of the club and mm-hmm. he just seems to be having fun. I, we're going to talk later about his actual reactions to this movie. Um, so maybe that is incorrect, but he seems like he's having fun in the movie, <laughs> which is important. Um, is important. And I enjoyed watching him. I don't generally enjoy watching Alec Baldwin, but I did in this movie. I know. It's really unfortunate because I feel like the person who he is now, who he's known to be since mm-hmm. like uh, he obviously married Ilaria, um, mm-hmm. is just like uh, takes away from, I think, what a really funny and charismatic mm-hmm. actor yeah. he is. And I mm-hmm. mean, and yeah. I totally agree. I think Tom Cruise is awesome in this, but I also think Alec Baldwin is really, f- there are just funny moments of him and his his face is just, I don't know, has just this perfect comedic timing to it. And just, yeah. he, he can, he just has a lot of charm and he has like, I feel like the same kind of charm and sense of humor and like good sense about the movie and things in general that he had in 30 Rock, which I loved him in 30 Rock. And it's just Uh like, we want more of that, Alec. We don't need like new Alec. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. we we alluded to the uh, gay romance plot between him and Russell Brand. Right. But like, if you had told me I would watch this movie and be like, I enjoyed watching Russell Brand and Alec Baldwin in their scenes, I would be like, get out of here. But I did. <laughs> yeah. That's a significant accomplishment by both of them. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Okay. Let's do some lightning round before wrapping up. Who is the most miscast in this movie? There are some people I think that are just didn't didn't need to be here. Uh, we've already talked about the main two leads, but I think Catherine Zeta-Jones, I'm never mad to see yeah. her. I'm happy that she was here, but she plays like the stuffy politician's wife. She plays Brian Cranston's wife, who's like trying to take down the strip and take down Stacey Jacks. And first I was like, she's just too hot to be in this role. Like, it's unbelievable. She has uh-huh. way too much like eye makeup, mm-hmm. eyebrows. Like no one has ever looked at Catherine Zeta-Jones and been like, yes, you are someone who is like anti-sex, like super religious, blah, blah, blah. It turns out that she's she was like a former Stacey Jacks groupie. So like, I guess they cast right. someone who was like believable as like a former groupie. But mm-hmm. even then, I was like, you could have just picked someone like frumpier for mm-hmm. the main role. And then just like, it almost would have been more humorous then that they were a groupie. You know, like you see them in that costume and then right. it's like a different kind of twist. Yeah. Whereas this to me, I was like, she just doesn't fit this role. I remember doing it's Chicago true. and like wishing because I hadn't seen this yet and I yeah. was like, I want her to do more movie musicals. She's so good. This is not what I meant. She doesn't, <laughs> right. I feel like she could have had so much more fun if she was a different role yeah. in this and movie. And she has one, she it, has like one song but so good. she's yeah. supposed to be dancing badly like in a comedic way like with all these right. other like church women. Yeah. And it's like, why are we watching Catherine Zeta-Jones like purposefully dance badly? When you know, we, we know, know she how good dance. she is. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it just That's felt like so a waste. True. Yeah. I agree. I, that's so funny because it reminds me of, I mean, I can't even think of a good example, but it's like, you know, when you make a wish and then it turns out completely <laughs> yeah. wrong and you're like, no, I, I didn't mean it yeah, that sorry. way. We did this to you. We did this to you. Totally. I'm sorry. Uh, it's already been said. I think the most miscast were Julian Huff and Diego Panetta. I think yeah. it could have been a different movie had yeah. two different people been in it. Agreed. Um, okay. Worst performance and song. I'm giving it to the song I Want to Know What Love Is and Tom Cruise and Malin Ackerman sing it together at each other. But it is, it, I and I know it's supposed to be over the top and like that's supposed to be funny, I suppose. But it was so uncomfortable because Malin mm-hmm. Ackerman is like stripping for him or is like half undressed. And she's and supposed he, to be a journalist. 
Yeah, this is mid-interview. Agreed. That's true. Good to note that. And Tom Cruise was like singing at her butt. Do you guys remember that moment? And I was just like, what? Also, I was like, Malin Ackerman, you don't have to. I don't know. It was just bad, bad, bad all around. Yeah, it was supposed to be like funny, sexy, but it was just awkward and bad. I agree with you. I have to say I can't forgive Jillian Huff for what she did to great song that is Hard in My Heart. Like I said, I was glad that they picked that one. It was like an outlier. Wasn't expecting it, but it's a great song. And I just, I could, the way she sang it was like, oh no. But Mary J. Blige <laughs> uh, pitched in at the end and like almost I saved like that. it. Almost saved it. Also, I have to say, while I'm ragging on Jillian Huff, uh, they sing Don't Stop Believing at the end. And I forget what which line it was, but Jillian Huff like has no enunciation in one line where it's like, uh, like she says, like living in a lonely world or something like in Don't She's Stop Believing. And I was like, Ariana Grande. Oh no, like what have you done? And That's I don't mind bad. a cover. Like, you know, I mean, we're into like the Mamma Mia, like ABBA covers. It's great. But like, mm-hmm. she just was not giving what she needed to give here. It's just unfortunate, you know, yeah. like maybe stick to dancing. Yeah, you seem yeah. to be pretty Which, decent at that. So I guess she's doing now. So. That's that Thank is true. You. you know what? That's I will definitely give her that. Um, Props. <laughs> I think my choice for worst performance last. See now, now it's come off on me. Now it's I contagious. can't. It's um, contagious. Enunciate. <laughs> the worst performance slash song is freaking every rose. Listen, this Awful. song has haunted me since I started watching Rock of Love. Uh, mm-hmm. Back in the um, aughts, um, because if you know, it's "Every Rose Is a Poison" song, and the lead singer of Poison is Brett Michaels, and obviously he had a second career on VH1 as a, a dating show guy, and they would always reference they're like Brett Michaels of Poison, and the only song that they would One ever wonder. showcase, yeah. yes, of this <laughs> guy was "Every Rose," and he'd always be singing this goddamn "Every Rose" song, and I remember he made an appearance on the short-lived series uh, Bachelor Pad, which was a spinoff <laughs> of The Bachelor. Um, that only occurred like in 2010 once. And and of course, I was like, oh, I was wa- I remember watching this being like, is he going to show up and sing Every Rose? And you know what? Mm. He did. He did. Really? Of course he did. Because it's He's the a only song. Yep. He is a one trick pony. He is so, bandana and his oh fucking extensions. They're right? going to be there and they're going to be singing this song. <laughs> you know exactly. what? I effie love this song because Miley Cyrus covered no. it on her oh, 2010 shit. album Can't Be Tame. <laughs> so, her version is good. Yeah. Um, I'm sure really she did good. a better job. But way better job than this movie. This did not do its service. No. I'm also, to like it was, it was so version. it was such a boring scene. Like they're just like sad in the car, like Ugh. singing this song. I'm like, where's Tom Cruise? Like, yeah, yeah. Bring him well, back. speaking of, we all agreed on the best performance in song, which was "Pour Some Sugar on Me" with Tom Cruise. That was mm-hmm. fun. He just goes full rock star. He's pouring champagne on himself on stage. He's sticking his little belly out, yeah, like having fun, dancing with girls in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also liked his intro. They intro him with Wanted Dead or Alive. <laughs> and he also does kind of like the strut around and like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like kind of like the this is Tom Cruise and he's really going for it moment. And you're like, right. oh, wow, he can sing. He sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Pour Some Sugar on Me was plus that song is just all time. Great. It's great. It is. Um, okay. Uh, who wrote this one? Amelia. Amelia. I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You can read it. Okay. Who in this cast does Tom Cruise send his infamous Christmas cake from Doan's Bakery to? Because if you know, we've Mm -hmm. talked about this before. Tom Cruise, he goes (laughs) to this little cute bakery in the valley and he orders. He's like, help this bakery stay afloat during the pandemic Mm -hmm. because he orders this. um, I think it's a chocolate 
and it's white co- white chocolate white, coconut. Yes, bundt cake, and Yum. it looks freaking delicious. And he sends it to all his famous friends. Um, mm-hmm. So I was wondering, who does Tom from this cast? Who does he send his infamous Christmas cake to? And I said probably Alec Baldwin, or I said Alec Baldwin <laughs> for sure. And then I also said probably Malin Ackerman because you know they had that scene, and I feel yeah. like you can't. It's really... like reparations. You exactly. know, like yeah. he just has to send it to <laughs> Malin Ackerman. Like yeah. He says like yeah. a little, I'm sorry. Someday that's, she'll get enough and he'll be like, okay, I, that's enough for singing to your butt. I definitely um, agree yeah. with you. Amelia, yeah. I think it's Alec Baldwin for sure because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, looking at this movie's IMDb page and I guess like Alec Baldwin has like publicly disowned <laughs> his film, Rock of Ages, and has called it a horrible movie. Oh. Um, and apparently he has stated that the only reason he did it was to work with Tom Cruise. Oh, so, that's kind of sweet. Kind of a nice yeah. compliment. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's right? it's really not. If you think about like this versus like cats. Oh, you know? my God. Wow. I mean, That's a day. great point. That's Nine a great day. point. No, I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> let's do the last category. Oh, Tea boy. times. Unanswerable questions. Okay. Kate, my question <laughs> to you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is what are your thoughts on what the heck is happening with Liam Payne and the extended mm. One Direction universe, because I know a little bit and I will give a summary from my like <laughs> layman's point of view. Liam Payne, a member of One Direction, went on the podcast Impulsive. It's Logan Paul's podcast. And he talked a lot about the history of One Direction and the history of the band members. He like so spilled about <laughs> his former feud with Justin Bieber. Anyway, there's actually a lot. I thought this was going to be like one little clip, but the man talked a lot about this whole thing and has said a lot of things. Should I go into more details, Kay, or do you want to pick it up from here? I want you to have the space to really <sighs> discuss. There was so much. <laughs> I'll just like super brief highlights. He's just so messy. He needs to <laughs> go on vacation and log off and stop talking for and like this a literally year. comes a week after the whole his fucking cheating thing. Yes. Like, can you just go Calm away down. with oh, your yeah. mouth closed? Yeah. Uh, I'll get into the One Direction stuff in a moment. And there's, I have a spinoff unanswerable question. So I'll save that for that. I end. love this one. <laughs> he, there were a couple like just like really shitty things that he said. Basically, he talked about Zayn Malik and like the controversies that are going on with him right now and basically implied that like he said, there are many reasons why I dislike Zayn, but there are also many reasons why I'll always be on his side. If I had to go through what he went through, his growth and whatever else, he said, my parents are overly supportive to the point where it's annoying at time. Zayn had a different upbringing in that sense. So like, He's implying that like Zane's like Islamic upbringing was the reason that he is involved in like controversies right now, which like Zane went through a lot of shit in one direction and like racism, Islamophobia, like and the fact that he is now playing into that and being like, that's why he is involved in like domestic abuse allegations is like some real bullshit on many levels. And he actually has already yeah. apologized for that on Twitter. Um, oh. He apologized, I think, today and said, guys, I wouldn't normally comment on this stuff, but when it's your family, it's hard to let it slide. They mentioned a specific incident involving Zane, which I responded to, but listening back, maybe I didn't articulate myself as well as I could have. He said, like, Zane is my brother, whatever. I'm like, okay, you just said you dislike him for many reasons, but okay. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> oh also, God. this was so embarrassing. He basically, the the clip that really went viral on Twitter was him talking about, like, how One Direction was like supposed to be about him. And like, oh, he mm-hmm. uh, talked about how stripped that down 
outsold <laughs> everybody in the band, even though he was the last to go solo. And so people are tweeting this with like the Spotify numbers, uh, which is just totally untrue. Strip That Down has like 800,000 streams, beaten by a lot by Pillow Talk, Dust Till Dawn, both Zane. Uh, I don't want to live forever. Also, Zane, Sun and Times, Dory, you, Watermelon Sugar, like, yeah, Ni- like Niall and Harry Ooh. have you know gone number one on like Billboard, whatever. Like, uh, Louis like doing fine. Louis has good songs. Like Zane, of course, has done well with Pillow Talk, etc. And everyone's like, where did you get that? Like, what reality are you living in that you think like oh strip God. that down oh was God. better than any other single that I a One Direction heard member that song? Okay, has put out it's with a Quavo. bad song. It's Strip really that bad. down for me. It's a I'll send it to you. Song. It okay. was all over the radio uh, okay. when it came out, and it was like a radio hit. Like it, yeah, was, it was, but, but it, it was wasn't. Like... You did not outsell the other members of One Direction, right? Like, like imagine at this moment in time, looking at Harry Styles and being like, "Actually, like, right? It's I know me. exactly. I know. It's okay. just embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing." Uh, but my unanswerable <laughs> question is: I love which, this one. Which member of One Direction threw Liam Payne into a wall? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't condone violence, but I, there's something about it. It's fine. So <laughs> he talked about how he hated Louis Tomlinson. Okay, during God. the early days of One Direction, he's like Louis was wild. He wanted to be wild. He's like he's my best mate now. Which I'm like, you got to stop saying that when you're <laughs> shit talking all these men on this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, no one believes you when you go into oh. all the reasons you hated them, and then you're like oh but we're great we're good now um (laughs) and so he he said we in that band we hated each other like come to blows hated each other it was close okay so they follow up on that later in the podcast and liam goes we came very close at points there was one moment where there was an argument backstage and one member in particular threw me up a wall so i said to him if you don't remove those hands there's a high likelihood you'll never use them again (laughs) oh now now people on twitter trying to figure out who this is First of all, we know it's not Niall. Chillest human to exist <laughs> in this world. Like sunshine personified. Not a single chance that it was Too Niall. sweet. Yeah. Two, people were like, Zane seems like the obvious option. He said that they did not get along. However, mm-hmm. he very specifically shit talked Zane on this podcast quite a bit. So like, why wouldn't he just say it was Zane? Mm, right. You know, like yeah. why would he have hidden the name of the member if it was Zane? And again, Louis, like he talked about how Louis and him like hated each other. So if it was Louis, would he have just said Louis? So right. some people on Twitter think that it was Harry uh, <laughs> who threw Liam into the wall. And I don't know. I, it seems not like his personality, but the fact right. that he very specifically didn't say who it was yeah. makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that like it might have been point. Louis, but I don't know. Thoughts? <sighs> Maybe yeah. Zane? I feel like it probably, oh my God, is Louis? But like you said, wouldn't you... Have right. just said it. People think like uh, personality wise and relationship wise, like it seems most likely to be Louis or Zane. But mm-hmm. again, like the fact that he very specifically was like one member and like kept talking about it and kept not mentioning their name. Right. Makes who you think that it was Harry and he was afraid to say it was Harry. Who is the strongest fan base that's a singular like them? Oh, stand- is it Harry? It's Harry. 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 Right? scared of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think yeah. just Harry in general, he would be scared to Also, talk shit I about, feel definitely. like Harry doesn't take shit. And like mm. in a good way, you know, he's like, you know what? Fuck you, L- Liam. You suck. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's I a decent know. chance. Just the fact that he didn't mention him, like the yeah. name really makes me think that it could have been Harry. But yeah, personality wise, <laughs> it's hard to believe. But maybe I mean, plus they were like, you know, teenagers. Like I was going to say, I'm imagining them all at like high. 16 being like, yeah, ah! 
and throwing each like, other against the wall. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. There yeah. is so much in that. I can't. I'm he, shocked that you lasted all take, pod before need, talking about it. He needs to take some time away. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just is embarrassing at this point. Like, yeah, he needs to stop. He's by far the least. He and Louis, I would say, are the least successful. And Liam. Right. I think people would say are, is significantly more talented, like vocally than Louis. So like mm. the fact that they're neck and neck is like Liam. Is like, yikes. just wasted wasted it. he released a fucking christmas album like can we not yeah he pretend did? like you are successful yeah that was like liam's recent release was like oh a fucking God. christmas album so oh my we gotta God. stop we gotta stop yeah i mean he's really only relevant because of the relationships he's been in in the past like five years or whatever and yeah yeah yeah, no. yeah. this is sad. log off buddy log off yeah all oh, right lord last question amelia. Uh, amelia last question yes because you know We'll bring it back to Kim one more time because why not? <laughs> um, she talked to the New York Times um, in an interview that was published on Wednesday. Once again, she's talking about how she loves looking young and she loves staying young. And she they have a quote, um, which she was it was a joke, but also I think real. She said, if you told me that I literally had to eat poop every single day and I would look younger, I might. I just might. So <laughs> I want to know, would you eat poop to stay young, a la Kim Kardashian? No. That, <laughs> nothing is worth that, you guys. It's inevitable, it, Kim. Like, it's why just is she such a so scared mindset, of it? I actually. know. It is. It, it is. actually is. The fear of getting older, like that whole concept, it's big on TikTok, like all of these. It's just too much. And she does look really good, but like she God does, knows yeah. what she has yeah. done or like the routine yeah. probably in the upkeep is probably so exhausting. It makes me tired. Yeah. To think about you got to just let totally. go. She needs, although she needs to talk to Tom Cruise because he's doing something right. She tried Zeno. He looks great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's, this mindset is just like so fucked up to me. I'm like, you got like, it it's the inevitability of life. Like you just got to right. let it go. Like I don't, exactly. I don't know what to tell you, Kim, but like to answer your question, no, I would not. And the girl is good yeah. genetics. Have you seen her grandma, yeah. MJ? Who's oh like, my God. Who's like 100? Yeah. Yeah. Looking great. She does She's look great. really, you know, also what came out in headlines and we don't have to talk about it, but she's she's kind of letting loose and like saying a lot of interesting things, like how she was just like DTF and that's why she texted oh, Pete right. Davidson. Like there's that. a couple of, she's been just spewing some things. She's trying to promote skin, I guess. I don't know. But I can't escape her this week. It's yeah. true. I know. Why Why did she? That is so weird. Pete, it Pete's got her on, on something different. She just is saying what she thinks. I, I guess. Um, there was this clip of the new Kardashians where she laughed. She made like a joke. This is while she was with Pete. And like, it was like this guttural kind of like husky <laughs> laugh. And everyone was like, Pete's actually like the real Kim has come out and she's yeah. been hiding under this like very polished, very whatever person. Anyway, Amelia, totally. would you eat it by the way? Did you eat no, it? No, no, totally not. Okay. Oh my God. Just, I mean, just check in. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I feel, I mean, I don't, we don't have to get into like, you know, society, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, it's but, so yeah. insulting to people. Like, you know, we talk about all the, the book club women, they look wonderful. And also they yeah. seem like they're having a great time. They seem right. like they're having yeah. way more fun than I'm having right now. Right. So totally. Like, you, you know, can what? put effort into so many things that you can control about your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, exactly. and it just is like to obsess over that is such a waste of time. It I really just, is. And yeah. it causes stress lines. So, you know, exactly. What? Kim, just wear sunscreen. You Kim. You'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, that's it for this week. Went longer than we thought. We had more thoughts on Rock of Ages (laughs) than we anticipated. Thank you to our producer, Kaya. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Elwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.